Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott is alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Sean, good evening. Yeah. Uh, some stuff just happened. Yeah, a lot of things just happened. Uh, recording this just after TSN went off the air Sunday night, and I don't know, Scott. Let's let's talk about what just happened. Uh, there's a yeah. lot to talk about from Sunday. At the Scotties, couple things here. Uh, let's start with let's start with the last thing we saw on the broadcast, which was Suzanne Burt and Prince Edward Island beating Rachel Holman and Ontario in an extra end, nine eight. And it, it, th- this one's interesting to me in that obviously watching the broadcast, we didn't see this whole game. It was not the feature game, but. In the 10th end, Rachel Holman has a shot to win. It's not easy by any means. It's sort of an in-off her own to remove a shot or, or a stone that Suzanne Burt, after she played an in-off off of her own, into the button. And she doesn't even give it a chance. Right, It crashes on a guard. And Suzanne Burt beats Rachel Holman for the first time at a Scotty's. And the, I, I don't have much to say in terms of the 11th end. I think both teams played it pretty well. But that 10th end, that's a shot that when Rachel goes down to throw it, you're just like, or at least me, I, I was sitting here thinking, yeah, she makes it. Like, of course yeah, she makes it. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, the I, I don't think you can say both teams played the 11th end well when Emma Miskew hogged a rock. Uh, so, right. you know, it, it was it was pretty textbook, I guess, but uh, a few misses along the way. Y- yeah, I'm looking at the box score for this, Sean, and the, the thing that stands out is the steal of one in the first end for Prince Edward Island. Yeah. After that, Rachel gets her deuce, forces one, gets one, then they trade twos all the way to the 10th end. Yeah. Uh, so, really, the the big point is that uh, that steal there in the first. Yeah, for sure. That's the that's really that's obviously the difference in the game yeah. there uh, as we get down to it. And uh, what's interesting too is, as we've talked about, the the teams take their records forward. And losing to Suzanne Burt, there, there's no shame in losing to Suzanne Burt. Obviously, right? Suzanne Burt is a great player, but I'm sure that Jennifer Jones, Chelsea Carey, Robin Silvernagel are sitting there watching this happening being like yeah like bring yeah. give rachel a loss that in in a game that we might not have expected her to lose so when we're thinking about the end of the week and, and in the past anything more than three losses you know eight and three guarantees you something in this format seven and four doesn't no that's right but that's right that loss for rachel Holman. And now the only undefeated teams are in Pool A, which is somewhat ironic given, I mean, part of it is matchups over two days and who's played who so far. But Mm. the only undefeated teams left are in Pool A and not in Pool B. So this is, to me, a very interesting development early on. Uh, A loss for Rachel Holman. Everybody in Pool B with at least a loss after two days. I would not have expected that. 
a lot of the teams in Pool A have only played two games so far, but it's it, it's something to look at as we move to the championship pool in the playoffs that maybe with this loss, and I hate to sort of overstate and, and, and engage in hyperbole, but that's the sort of loss that could open up four losses to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it could. I, I would expect them to take care of business against everybody else in their pool. Right. Uh, it, it might be a good time now to shift and start talking about British Columbia, who could have, Sean, been the other undefeated team were it not for <laughs> a disastrous seventh end? Seventh end, was it? No, they scored two in the seventh end. They give up a steal of four in the sixth end, Scott. It was the sixth end, yeah. yeah so this game, uh, they steal the first four points. They steal three in the first one in the second they're up four nothing and then get the force in the third and get the deuce in the fourth so they're up six to one playing the fifth end rachel or excuse me jennifer jones plays a really good fifth end really good gets a good three yeah yeah i and so laurietti uh who we'll talk about in a bit she said of of their game you know we're just going to play the shots we're not playing the other team we're just yep. playing the rocks and the shots. When you're up six to one, it shouldn't matter what team you're playing against. You should win that game. I would yes. say I say there's there's like no excuse really at the top level for that to even have been a close game. No, I agree. So to give up that four and the way they gave it up, we were we were trying to watch this in the bar. Uh, and, and I was watching on a smaller TV than you, but uh, it seemed like, it, I mean, they just missed their last four shots. Yeah, basically. And that, that's how you give up steals of four at this level, is by yeah. missing those shots. Cause, because the, the idea would be to keep the opponent's rocks from even being in play to begin with. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, maybe you give up a steal of one, maybe two at the worst, but that should be the worst. Yes. Right. Uh, so yeah, pretty big lesson for team BC tonight. Uh, I, we asked last night, Sean, if wildcard should be nervous mm -hmm. or maybe we didn't, uh, maybe I asked it to myself and, uh, yeah, yeah. Jennifer Jones should be nervous. She's playing really bad. Yeah. She's playing poorly for sure. And, the team is as well. Jocelyn Peterman's numbers way down tonight. Caitlin Law's way down tonight. But they're playing a team in British Columbia. Corinne Brown did not play well. Aaron Pincott did not play well. Again, relative to what you would expect at this caliber of play. And I, I think what, what's interesting about this game for British Columbia is not just that they give up the four in the six, which obviously isn't great. But what, what I found interesting is they come back and in 7-8-9 get the 2-4-2. So they're back up by a point playing the 10th end. right? So for as bad as that steal of four was in the sixth, really good response by British Columbia and Corinne Brown to to in terms of scoreboard management after that to come back, get the lead, and then in the 10th end, they just missed. Yep. There's nothing strategic in the 10th end. I don't think that they did particularly poorly. They just missed the shots. And 
Jennifer Jones on her last one, she makes a hit and roll. Rolls too far. Right? And you could see it on Jennifer Jones's face. Russ was very complimentary of the shot, and it's a it's a mm-hmm. good shot, but it's a shot that gives Corinne Brown an opportunity, and she's heavy. Right? Corinne Brown, if she makes her shot there, her last one in the tenth end, they're playing an extra end with the hammer. Yeah, absolutely. So And I mean you even saw it earlier in that end where Caitlin Laws was heavy on a draw yep. and gave gave BC an out and they couldn't take advantage of it. Yeah. So a lot of lessons for this young, young team to learn from this game. I I can't see I, I think if you're British Columbia, you take that as a lesson, you say, Okay, whatever. We hung with Jennifer Jones. We should have beat her. Mm-hmm. And then you take that confidence kind of into the next game. Yeah. But if you're if you're Jennifer Jones, I don't know what you're doing right now. You might be out on the ice throwing some some rocks right now. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow they'll have a tough game against Suzanne Burt. Uh, in the afternoon, their only game of the day. Yep. Uh, good chance to maybe get some rest in the morning. Uh, then again in the evening, get some good food in you and and to bed early. But like, boy, they for a team that as playing as poorly as they are for them to be two and one is pretty insane. It is, it is really remarkable that they are two and one for as poorly as Jennifer Jones has played. But as you said, they were hanging around after that game. They don't play until tomorrow night, as you said, against Suzanne Burt. So a chance to practice. And when you look at their schedule, as we talked about for this pool, we, we thought that pool a was a little more top heavy and, you know, they get the win against UConn this morning, but, you know, Suzanne Burt tomorrow night, then they get Northwest Territories, Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, and Labrador. you got to think there's two wins in there for them into that championship pool. So e- even as poorly as, as Jennifer Jones is playing, and maybe having all day off tomorrow is good for them. And yeah. practice yeah. tonight and just hang out, relax tomorrow. Do whatever it is you do, uh, and 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 maybe that'll be good for them. I, I that pressure of that wild card game, trying to make sure you get into the full field event. Uh, so that'll be it'll be just interesting to see. I hope that's the feature game tomorrow. I don't know if it will be because we've already had so much Jennifer Jones, but that'll be that'll be fun. And that's Suzanne Burt's only game tomorrow, as well as she tries to go in three and one. So that's a game that you know, could be a, a make or break for Suzanne Burt in terms of playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. It could be, could be, uh, they're, they're looking pretty good right now to at least advance that championship pool. They have three games right that if... they should win. Like yeah, w- with respect to Newfoundland, Labrador, Yukon and Northwest territories, those are three games that they should win. Now we've seen Suzanne Burt in past years, lose games that we thought she should win, but sure. even if she loses to wild card, you're, you're, Gotta think she's looking good for five and two. Yeah, you, you'd you'd anticipate that. Now, you know, looking at the teams that might be crossing over, you know, going two and two against those teams is a bare minimum, likely three and one. So, yeah, you know, it's still still a tough road to hoe. But if she can pull out this win tomorrow and and then take care of business, she's looking pretty good. Yeah. So uh, so that wild card British Columbia game was wild, as we said. Uh, Jennifer Jones gives up a steal of three in the first, but then Robin Silvonegro says, hold my beer, Jennifer Jones. Uh, <laughs> she gives up a steal for three in the second end to Lori Eddy and Team Nunavut in a game that 
I think the crowd at Mosaic Place was a little nervous there after two, Scotty. Uh, Saskatchewan comes back and wins 11-8 over New, or over uh, Nunavut. Excuse me. Uh, a nice recovery for them after the afternoon game where they lose to Team Canada and Chelsea Carey in a game, Scott, that you got very fired up about. Yeah, Sean, I was fired up today. I We met over at the pub. We were, we were going to play pub quiz at 7.30, and... I, I asked you how much you'd seen of it. To to me, Robin Silvernagel skipped away this game against Team Canada. Chelsea Carey was horrible in the game. Uh, you know, not as horrible as she was yesterday, but pretty bad. Yeah. And the way, like, they talked about it a bit on the broadcast that Silvernagel had said she wants to skip as if there's no crowd there. Well, she definitely heard the cheers of the crowd and got a little bit big. She's playing runbacks to try and score two, sometimes one. Like, I didn't understand why she didn't. She never took her medicine and made a draw. You know, she's up two to one, tries a slash. Okay, we missed it. Two, two, then tries it again in the next end. And it just, it just seems to me like, she was playing for that big crowd moment and not necessarily playing to win the game. She gave Chelsea Carey these steals. They weren't, they weren't like great steals, you know, where, Oh, she put the rock in the exact right position. They were misses by Silvernagel. She, she shot 55% on the day. We've talked about shooting percentage and it not really meaning anything, but in this one, yeah, it does because you're the skip. You need to make, the final shot to, to at least score some points and, and get your team momentum a little bit back. I, I, I was just, you know, bum puzzled a couple of times. So why she was doing what she was doing. Uh, and then to give up it, like in the 10th end, that shot that she tried, I don't know. I, I don't know. She, she was trying for the win. The coach came out, right? Pat Simmons. Yeah. And he said, you know, if you throw like board weight, board weight at it maybe you'll just make the roll if you hit it too thick and that's okay you'll get one go to an extra well sean she came out with like a nine and a half second hit like yeah. like she chucked it she and did. yeah and i was uh I, I was like flabbergasted as to why like why she threw that much weight she must it must have been adrenaline right because where she had the broom wasn't right for that kind of weight so anyway i really thought she skipped her team out of a win in that game and Chelsea Carey's team should be very fortunate they're, they're they must be thanking somebody that they escaped that one with a win yeah I I disagree slightly in the 10th end that it's it's a long double to make right she's going from it's the overhead cam sort of top left around 10 between 10 and 11 o'clock roughly back to about five o'clock that's the double that she's trying to make. I don't mm-hmm. mind playing weight at that. I understand Pat Simmons's point where if you roll and, and score the one, that's fine. You go to the extra end. I, I think Robin Silvernagel's strength is the big weight, right? That's what we've seen from her historically, right? Through her career that she wants to play the big weight. That's where she's more successful. And I would argue that she's going to make that double more frequently than she's going to steal a point in an 11th end from Chelsea Carey. So I didn't mind it as much as you did. 
I agree that through the game, definitely some struggles. But in terms of that decision, I, I didn't mind it nearly as much as you did. Sean, I, I didn't mind going for the double. I minded throwing nine and a half second weight at it. But that's right? what she's like, best at. That's what her strength is. Well, her Sean, her strength is not throwing hack weight. That's not what she does. So if she's best at that, then put the broom in the right spot. Because where she put the broom was for board weight. Yeah, so, okay. But, I mean, that's the product of throwing 55%. Right? She doesn't – she didn't have the ice. Like, she didn't know – like. I don't think it matters at that point the way that she was struggling, what you do in terms of you know board weight, up weight, like whatever it is. Like you you go with your strength and you hope you get it right. Well then, yeah, like but then give yourself a chance. Like I don't, I felt she didn't give herself a chance on that last shot with that amount of weight. Pat Simmons was right. You only had to move that back rock. You didn't have to take it out of the rings. You had to move it two inches. And you get and you score your two points and you win the game. So obviously we disagree. We do. Listeners, you tell us who's right. <laughs> uh, obviously it's me. Uh, anything anything else stick out to you from the afternoon draw? I kind of want to. From the afternoon, in. not really. Um, overall, nothing really stands out from the afternoon. It's sort of what you would expect elsewhere across the sheets. We already talked about Suzanne Burt. She gets a nice win over Marianne Arsenault there in that afternoon draw uh, this morning. Nothing particularly interesting in the feature game. I understand why they picked Alberta versus Quebec. Not really much of a matchup there. But the story of the morning, of course, was Team Nudavut and Lori Eddy getting out to a lead against Manitoba and Carrie Anderson. I don't know if it's unfortunate or not. Certainly unfortunate for Team Nunavut. The, the, the wheels sort of fell off once the TV... Uh, transferred over once TSN went to mm-hmm. sheet A to watch that game. The wheels sort of came off for Team Nunavut. And, I mean, Carrie Anderson did not play particularly well whenever they flashed over and even when they, they made it the feature game. But Laurietti misses a big shot in nine, gets run out of stones in ten. But they give it a nice run, lose 6-4, uh, had a lead for a while. I, I think that was the most interesting thing to happen this morning. But overall... The morning draw was sort of what you would expect. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Uh, Carrie Anderson had a shot in the eighth to take two, and I believe was heavy. I, my feed cut out right as it was uh, right as it was happening. So, uh, But she only got her one with the hammer, mm-hmm. and you thought, oh, boy, this is really juicy now. Uh, Nunavut can get one or two and come in up into the tenth, and... Yeah, Laurietti missed her last shot uh, in nine there. Uh, you said she came up light. Is that right? right? Yeah, way light. Uh, you know, Carrie Anderson had one in the 12-foot, one top four-foot that Laurietti was trying to bump back to score the single, and she ends up light on the guard. And it's one of those things, and they said this on the broadcast, you know, Kathy mentioned that even if you come to the face of the shot stone there and you only give up one, you give yourself a much better chance to win the game in mm-hmm. the 10th end, uh, and she was just way light to give up a steal of two there. And it was a tough shot to score at all. And we've seen, statistically at least, some teams choosing that being down one with the hammer is actually better for them than being up one without the hammer. So, again, coming, playing it a little wider, making sure you cut out second shot rock in order to only give up one there might have been 
the better play. But overall, if you look at the numbers for Team Nunavut, Sadie Pinkston really struggled in this game. The front end was both shot in the 50s, but Sadie Pinkston missed, missed a couple shots there in the ninth and in the 10th end that didn't really put Lori Eddy in a position where they could score late in the game. So mm-hmm. it, it's not all on that shot, but that's one that I'm sure if you ask her, Lori would certainly want back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then in the... In the 10th end, Sadie had a shot to, to hit a rock that was probably a third buried, maybe a half buried, and sit four and crashed on the guard, rolled out. It was a little too much weight. Then uh, Carrie Anderson was able to make a double, uh, or maybe not Carrie, maybe uh, maybe her third. But uh, anyway, they were able to make a double, and sort of all the Nunavut rocks were gone, and then they were just trying to, to make a freeze sort of sort of hoping and praying so yeah uh, which was actually know, lucky you wonder yeah, what that end would be like so yeah val, val makes the the triple there or the, du- the double yeah. in, in time but the one before she had had a hog line violation so yeah, that right. opens up the door for nunavut there and uh, they just can't take advantage yeah because if if she makes that shot they're sitting four yeah, and feeling pretty good about themselves, right? Then Carrie's gonna have to make, you know, they're gonna have to make a couple doubles at least to uh, to try to not give up anything. I mean, uh, they're they're trying to get two to tie. The the chance for three would be there, sitting four, you know. Yep. So tough, uh, tough go. But uh, you know what? They're getting their their Scotty's legs under them, and yeah. uh, it's fun to watch, right? For sure, and uh, that was the only game for Kerry Anderson and Manitoba today, but they are back on the ice tomorrow morning. That is going to be the future game on TSN as they play Northern Ontario, and Krista McCarville, who won her game today. So a couple 2-0 teams, there's three undefeated teams left, all in Pool A, uh, two of whom are playing each other tomorrow morning. Going to be a lot of fun, and it's a holiday Monday in a lot of the country but not for us. Yeah, not for us. We uh, we, we will be at work, but that's uh, that's sort of the key matchup I'm looking for tomorrow, Northern Ontario, Manitoba. Later in the evening, as you mentioned, the PEI wildcard game will be a good one. Uh, BC's taking on Ontario as well. Yeah. Oh, and then Saskatchewan, Alberta. Oh, boy. You got three big games you want to, uh, you want to watch there uh, tomorrow night, so that should be a good night of curling. Yeah, and I think that afternoon draw, too. Uh, we might get a double dose of Kerry Anderson tomorrow, uh, Manitoba, mm-hmm. Canada, in the afternoon. They might give us Newfoundland Labrador against Nova Scotia as well, but uh, certainly the future game in terms of standings, I think, will be Manitoba, Canada, because if you give Chelsea Carey a second loss there, really, uh, really setting her behind the eight ball moving forward. So uh, a lot still to be decided. A day, Scott. If Saturday was kind of chalky today, a little more interesting and, you know, more decisions to question players still struggling, haven't quite figured out the ice yet. And as we continue through the week, it will be interesting to see how Dave Merkliner and his crew out there in Mushtar respond to the players and some of the struggles and whether or not the players can pick up the ice better and, and we start to see more made shots yeah yeah for sure it's uh it was a spicy day i would call it yes. uh, 
Yes. So, do you know if, uh, uh, do you know if Saskatchewan has a uh, family day tomorrow? I believe it's called Saskatchewan Day. Well, they they referred to today a lot as Saskatchewan Day on the broadcast. Oh well, tomorrow is a holiday. Uh, unless things have changed since I lived out there, uh, the the this Monday is a holiday there. It's Louis Riel Day in Manitoba, of course, Family Day in Ontario. I think it's something in BC. I don't know what it's called. Uh, yeah, it's BC. I think it's Family Day as well. Okay, I think it's I think in Yukon it's just called Yukon Day. How about all of our listeners across the great country write in and tell us what holiday? Yeah, what holiday is it in your province or territory? Uh, And if you work for the federal government in this country, uh, just go to work. Yeah, just go to work and uh, stream some curling. It'll be good. I mean, don't do that. Don't do that. No. Yeah. Is it a holiday in the United States too? Is it like Columbus Day or something? It's President's Day weekend. President's Day weekend there in the United States. So. uh, But I don't. I don't think it's a holiday. It's just. Hey, the presidents have birthdays. Yeah, that's the thing that uh, people have. So uh, happy whatever it is where you are. If you get tomorrow off, uh, good for you. Enjoy it. Watch a bunch of curling. Uh, Fun day today at the Scotties. We're looking forward to tomorrow. Some marquee matchups through all three draws. So we'll be back with you tomorrow night to break it all down as we start to see who will be getting into that championship pool teams jockeying for spots is of course we look forward as well of of you know who's accumulating losses and how that might affect them looking forward to the page playoffs which kicks off of course on saturday so enjoy the curling everybody follow along with us all week long on apple google wherever it is you get your shows you can also follow us twitter instagram at game of stones pod scott's there at scott likes tv and i am at Dr. Shawnee Fever. And as always, you can email the show, Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So we'll be back with you again tomorrow night. But until then, keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.